It's time for recipe of the day. A couple weeks ago, I told you the best way to cook filet mignon. And now today, I am back talking about bacon-wrapped filet mignon. So often, filet mignon is sold wrapped in bacon. You can buy it like that. So I have tips for you for cooking that. But also, you can wrap filet mignon in bacon yourself. So I'm going to be explaining that. I'm going to start with how to wrap it in bacon yourself, and then we'll get into the cooking, which is going to be the same whether you wrapped it in bacon yourself or bought it with the bacon on it already. Okay, first up, what kind of bacon should you use if you're wrapping it yourself? And I have found that thin sliced bacon works best. And I am telling you, my goal in this entire recipe is to make sure that that bacon ends up crispy. And this was a little bit of a challenge, really, because, you know, the bacon is wrapped around the sides of the steak, and we're usually cooking the top and bottom, right? So how do you get that bacon crispy, even though it's not going to be normally in contact with the pan. Well, we're going to put it in contact with the pan in a moment. First, thin sliced bacon is one of the things that's going to help it be crispy because it doesn't have as much fat per bit and can get crispy faster. If you have regular thickness bacon, that's okay. Just stretch it. Give it a good stretch before you start winding it around the steak and make sure you're only doing one thickness, one layer of the bacon as you wind it around. Now, if you're using that thin cut bacon, you're only going to need about half to three quarters of a piece of bacon for each filet. So you're going to trim that off, like wrap it around and then use some clean kitchen scissors to trim just after it overlaps, like a quarter of an inch, and then you can secure it with a toothpick. Now, don't worry about that bit that we trimmed off. We're actually going to make use of that, well, sort of a little bit use of that and get a little snack for the cook in the process. Now, it's important as you're winding that around to make sure that none of the bacon is coming up over the edge of the steaks. So when you imagine like the way you would traditionally cook a steak, you put one side down in the pan. You don't want the bacon to be having contact with the pan at that point because it's going to overcook. You just want it to be steak that's touching the pan when it's like that. And this is actually important for your store-bought bacon-wrapped filet mignon as well. Have a look at it before you're cooking it and make sure that none of the bacon is thicker than the height of your steak. You see what I mean? Because you don't want that bacon to be having that much contact with the pan. And you know what? I'll say this. We talked when I talked about filet mignon last time about cutting your own using that beef tenderloin. If you're doing that and you know you're going to be wrapping it in bacon, make sure that you're cutting those steaks that they're thicker than the thickness of a slice of bacon. You know what I mean? Because then you're going to be certain that the bacon won't be in contact with the pan when you're cooking those steaks. Next, you're going to season the steaks, the tops and the bottoms with salt, but don't season where the bacon is. It's going to get enough saltiness from the bacon itself. You're seasoning that with the salt and then you can dry brine these if you want to. I told you about dry brining steaks back in the middle of February, so about a month and a half ago. And what we found with our testing was eight hours was the optimum amount of time. So you're going to put those bacon wrapped steaks that you've seasoned on top and bottom on a rack that's set on a plate or pan that fits in your fridge. And then those are going into the fridge for eight hours. Or you can just season them and cook them right away. Filet mignon is so nice and tender. It's going to be delicious. That salt dry brining just helps get some extra seasoning into the meat. Okay, when you're ready to cook those steaks, you're going to get your skillet heating over medium heat. And then you're going to add that reserved bacon to there. We trimmed the bacon off when we were wrapping the steaks. Add those trimmings to the pan and let the pan 
pan, get coated in a little bit of that bacon fat, about 45 seconds. Then take those bits of bacon out. They're not going to be fully cooked. You can finish cooking them in the microwave or in a separate pan and then have a little snack. Or you could cook them up and put them like on your Caesar salad that you're having with these steaks. That would be perfect too. Okay, wait, now I'm thinking that you should render all the fat out and use some to cook the steaks and some to cook some homemade croutons, bacon fat croutons. Okay, that is a different episode. We will talk about that on another day, but you've rendered some bacon fat into your pan. And then, now this is very important, you're going to take the toothpicks out of the fillets and put the steaks down on that bacon-wrapped side where that bacon was overlapping. So basically, you are immediately searing that bacon into place so that it kind of joins itself, cooks itself together so that it stays wrapped. And we actually did the test side by side. If you leave the toothpick in, the bacon doesn't get crispy there. I think it's kind of acting like an insulator. The toothpick is not letting the bacon have as much contact with the pan. And maybe it's a temperature thing too. The bacon just does not end up cooked where the toothpick is. So you take the toothpick out and then you immediately are putting that steak on its side where that bacon was meeting, where that toothpick was. And then you're going to do that with all your steaks and you let it sit on that seal for about 30 seconds undisturbed until that bacon is crispy. And then you start rolling the steaks and you're going to slowly cook all the bacon all the way around 30 seconds-ish at a time until all the bacon all the way around the steaks is crispy. Then you turn the steaks upright and cook them in a more traditional way. It's going to be about four minutes per side for rare, six minutes per side per medium, eight minutes per side for well done. When the steaks are done to your liking, you're actually going to put that bacon side down again, just a little bit to quickly re-sear the bacon all the way around to make sure it stays crispy. Then transfer the steaks to a cutting board and let them rest for a few minutes The bacon is nice and crispy then, but if you let it rest for too long, it's going to start to lose that crispiness. So it's kind of that balancing act, right? You do want the steaks to rest a little bit so that the juices stop all sizzling inside and it's not going to just get all liquidy when you cut into it. But at the same time, waiting too long is going to make that bacon lose some crispiness. So, you know, it's just a few minutes of rest and then you're going to serve it maybe with that Caesar salad with the bacon and the bacon croutons and have an amazing dinner. I'm going to put the link to this recipe in the show notes for this podcast episode, or you can head to cookthestory.com slash ROTD to get the links to all the recipes that I talk about there. You can also subscribe to this show there or anywhere that you listen to podcasts, search for recipe of the day. Make sure you are subscribed. And while you're there, if you're listening on one of the podcast platforms that lets you leave a rating and review, I would really appreciate it if you leave me a five-star rating and a comment there. I will see it and that lets other people know that you're enjoying the show and make makes them more likely to give it a listen. I am Christine Pittman from cookthestory.com, thecookful.com, and from this podcast recipe of the day, let's get cooking. (laughs) 